Welcome to Found in Space, a science podcast for kids and teens. Ari has some stellar questions for us. And let's do this episode with question number one, which is how many stars, planets, black holes, galaxies, and nebulas in our universe? Ari, great question. And this is something that space scientists are really working on trying to understand. We don't know. We have some guesses, but we need a lot more information. And in the recent years, we keep finding that our previous guesses were too low. There's way more of everything than we ever thought before. So let's step back for a moment and think about science and think about the space sciences in particular. It is so much fun because what we're trying to do is we're trying to put together the most interesting puzzle in the universe. So we're going to use some analogies here. So let's, let's pretend that we are working on a puzzle together, like a table puzzle with the pieces that you would, you know, you've maybe you've got 60 pieces and I always like to do the corners first, right? And you've got the picture and you're putting the picture together and you've got all these little pieces and you rearrange them in different ways and you can create the picture and you see how, do, how does each piece fit with the other piece. So each clue, each piece of evidence in science and the space sciences is kind of like a piece of the puzzle. But here's the thing, we don't know what the picture we are putting together is of this puzzle. So as we put the pieces together, the picture is emerging and we're starting to get hints of, ooh, what might this be? But we also don't know how many pieces there are in this whole puzzle. And it gets even better. We don't have all the pieces. We have to go on a scavenger hunt to keep finding the pieces, right? So. Have you ever done a scavenger hunt before? These are these are really fun. In my family, we love to do them. We do them every birthday and when kids lose a tooth and all kinds of things, right? Instead of the tooth fairy, we do a, a tooth scavenger hunt. So what you do is you start with a clue and the clue, you have to think about where could this clue, what place could this clue be describing? And then you go to that place and you look for the next clue. So. In our analogy, it would be you find the next puzzle piece and that puzzle piece might have some clues to go and find other puzzle pieces and then find more puzzle pieces. And so we're constantly trying to figure out how do we put together this puzzle? How do we find the pieces and where do they go once we get them? Because sometimes we get a puzzle piece and we don't know how it fits in with all of the other pieces. And so we have to wait until we find more pieces and start to put them together. So coming back, Ari, to your question about how many stars and galaxies and planets and all of that, well, our understanding has really changed over time as our technology has. So early on, 
the only planets that we knew about, and the only stars that we knew about, were the ones that we could see with the naked eye. So you go outside and you look up at the sky. But then we started realizing, well, it depends on where you are on planet Earth for which stars you see. So the human eye, without a telescope, without assistance, we can see a few thousand stars per night. And add that up, yeah, about 5,000 or so stars that we might have known about for many years. Now, that's hard to, cat to catalog, right, and to record all those and write them down. But we worked on that. We've tried doing that and done a great job over the centuries. There's been some amazing astronomers who've done some great work with that. Now, when it comes to planets, well, ju again, just the planets that we could see with our own eyes. But let's think about what started happening. Once we got the tool of telescopes, wow, things opened up, right? Galileo, he was looking at Jupiter and then, wow, all of a sudden he saw the four Galilean moons, four more planets were right there. And then we started looking at Saturn and wow, there was Titan. And then later was, we found an entire new planet. We found Uranus and then we found Neptune and then we, well, and we found Ceres in there as well. I'm getting my dates out of order here. And then we found Pluto and we kept finding more and more moons. Now, fast forward to the 21st century, which is our century that we're in, the beginning of the 2000s, we started getting even better telescopes. And we started discovering all of these dwarf planets and realizing that there are way more of those than there were any other kind of planet. And at this point, we don't know how many planets are in our solar system, but some estimates, some guesses, and some of the models we have suggest that there may be several hundred in our solar system alone. Now, what we do not know yet is, is that normal? One would think, right? If we've got dozens and dozens of planets, or maybe even hundreds of them, why wouldn't all the other stars have that too? We've been finding exoplanets. So we've been doing, and we've done a couple of episodes here on the podcast on exoplanets and how we find them. But right now, our methods, the way that we find them, is only really good at finding big planets that are very massive and close to their stars. Not very good at finding all of the little low mass planets that are far away from their star. So we don't know how many planets there are. It's a fairly safe bet to think that for every star that you see when you go outside at night and you look up, there's probably at least one planet for that star. But we don't know yet. There is so much more to learn. So the thing is, we can't know how many planets there are without knowing how many stars there are. Oh, and we discovered a whole nother type of planet. I can't believe I forgot this. Planets that don't even have stars. We call them rogue or orphan, or unbound planets. Still kind of working on what the name for those will be. But the idea of those planets are that they don't have a star. They're just orbiting in the galaxy without stars. And there may be billions of those within our galaxy alone. But okay, so we need to know how many stars there are to get a sense of how many planets there are for the planets that orbit around stars. But even that, we don't really know yet. So we can look up with telescopes, right? And here's what we do. We pick a small section of the sky and we count all of the stars that we can find in that section of the sky. And then we figure out how big of the galaxy is that section of the sky that we're looking at. And then we multiply. 
So if we looked at that and we said, okay, we counted all the stars in a section that is 1% of the whole galaxy, then let's multiply that times 100, and that will give us a guess for how many stars there are. This is one way we can do it. We can also do it by trying to, to guess at how much mass does each star have. So how much stuff is it made from? And then we can look at the, basically the gravity map of the galaxy and see how fast objects are moving around the center of the galaxy. And that will give us a clue to how much mass there is. And then from there we can divide, well, how many stars does that mean? So in our galaxy, the estimates range. We have some pretty big ranges. So some of the smallest estimates are about 100 billion stars. And on the higher end, the estimates are about 400 billion stars. So probably somewhere in between is most likely somewhere in the 250-ish billion stars, right? 200, yeah, 250 billion stars. There we go. Sometimes these numbers are so hard to keep track of, right? I've got to make sure, is it million, billion, thousand, hundred? What, what are we talking about here? So we got to be careful with our numbers. All right. So we're not sure. And then your question did ask about brown dwarfs, but brown dwarfs is another kind of object that's kind of like in between a planet and a star. And we're, the more and more we look for them, the more and more we start finding them. And some suggest at this point that there might be as many as five brown dwarfs for every regular star that there is in our galaxy. That's a lot, right? Then how many galaxies are there? Well, we can do the same thing that we've done with stars, right? Where we pick a, a, an area of the sky, we count how many galaxies we can see with our telescopes there, and then we multiply that times the total amount that there is in the sky, right? Um, remember that we are limited to how much of the universe we can see. So we're just looking at what we call the observable universe, how much we can see. We don't know how much more universe there is beyond what we can see. So when we make estimates like this, we're only talking about the observable universe. Another thing that we can do, this is very, very interesting. We can actually look at how bright space is. Now we usually think of space as being pretty dark, right? But remember that light just keeps going forever and ever and ever until it hits something. Now, the farther and farther away you get from the source, the weaker and weaker it's going to be, right? Because basically the more spread out that light is going to become. But one way that we can estimate how much stuff is out there is by looking at the luminosity. So how much light is there? And recently, New Horizons, which is a spacecraft, it was the craft that is in the Kuiper Belt, studying the Kuiper Belt right now, but it can also do a lot of other things. It was the one that went to Pluto and Arakoth. And using its camera, it's got these great, great cameras, using a camera called LORI, um, it looked at the brightness of the universe. Or actually, excuse me, I really should say the luminosity. Those are slightly different. Brightness is how much of that light we see. Luminosity is how much it's giving off. But looked basically at, okay, how much light does it observe? And it was looking at what we call the cosmic optical background. 
So just looking at visible light. Remember, there's lots of other kinds of light. And it, this shocked the researchers because we realized that there, that space is brighter. It's two to three times as bright as we were thinking. So that suggests maybe that our numbers for how many stars are out there, how many galaxies are out there is too low. Maybe there's way more of them. But that's just one piece of that puzzle, right? We've got to figure out how does this puzzle piece fit in with all the other puzzle pieces. The general picture that we're starting to get, though, is that our universe is a pretty crowded place. There are trillions upon trillions and trillions. I'm saying trillions with a T. That's even bigger than billions, right? Trillions of stars and planets and galaxies. And of course, nebulae are those clouds of dust and gas, just material that's not dense enough to actually be squeezed into a star or planet. There's lots and lots of those out there. And that's one of the things that astronomers... So within the space sciences, there's lots of different types of space scientists. So astronomers, they're trying to figure out what's out there, right? And this is a big job is to try and figure out what is out there. Ari, thank you for this awesome question. Thank you so much for hanging out, learning about space and science together. And everyone, if you have a topic or a question you'd like us to talk about here on the podcast, have your grown-ups send that into the email in the description. And as always, my friends, I hope you have dark skies and remember to stay curious.